Welcome everyone to another exciting episode of Retro Encounter. I'm Josh Curry. With me is a great group of guys. Chris Gabauer. Hello. Davey Tesnovich. Yo. And Robert Fenner. Hi there. Uh, and as we kind of talked about last episode, February's a cool indie month. Uh, we're going to play through three different games over the course of the month. But this podcast is going to be all about Gone Home. Which... I'm very interested to see what everybody thinks. This is one of those games that I, could, I think is supposed to have a huge emotional response from a player, but I could see a lot of people kind of falling short on that, and I'm interested to see if it was as meaningful to you guys as it was to me. Uh, yeah, I, I, it was kind of cool. This, is, this was my first uh, walking game, walking simulator, so I was really unsure of what to expect from Gone Home. I, I mean, I know that everyone's been pretty hyperbolic about this game leading up to playing it and uh i have to say i, I really i really loved it you know minor annoyances here or there but really it was fantastic yeah I, was, I, uh, sorry go ahead <laughs> i was just say i i'm not big i hate to say this walking simulators walking games were those games yeah, that people usually say hey are these really games which first of all complete bs argument we're not yeah. going to get into that Agreed. we're, we're not going to touch that but just because i'm more of a console player mm -hmm. and those games traditionally are more pc i have not i basically have not touched that entire yeah. genre you miss yeah. out on it i'm the same way yeah and so the only the only game i have played in that kind of f genre of games was proteus which again yeah. i actually absolutely really loved like so apparently i like this genre of games so sorry robert go ahead uh, that's all right. Um, I was just going to say that this is also uh, my first time playing through Gone Home. It's something that I've wanted to play for uh, quite a long time, and I've only just gotten around to it now. I am very interested in games that simulate the boring everyday min minutia. Hmm. So, like walking through a mundane environment, like you know, like Gone Home's house, and just looking at all the objects, picking up toilet paper and examining it. That kind of does something for me. I really, I really find that interesting. So you like the more voyeuristic oh, really nature of it? Slightly, yeah. Because huh. I, I definitely, I super, there's a couple times, like, he's just like, this is uncomfortable. Like, Seems I'm... too much. Ah, uh, well, like, reading the diaries, on. that made me a little uncomfortable, yeah. But, See, I um, actually didn't have a problem with the diaries. It was me, like, searching through their, like, clothes drawers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I mean, you put yourself in Katie's position. It's her house. So. so that's one of the weird things, and I, I was—we're gonna jump ahead a little bit before I want to talk about this, but it's not really her house. Like, and I, I kind of experienced this when I, I went to college. Is like my parents moved into like I had lived in a house for a decade, over a decade, and my senior year, like a month before I was done with school, we moved to a new house, and I left to college. And when I come back, they're always like, "Oh, don't you want to come home?" It's like it's home in quotation marks, but it's not home. And to a Josh lot of Curry's gone home. Yeah. And so to a lot of regards, the same thing for Katie is they moved after she had left. Like that's why she doesn't have a room. That's why all of her stuff is in boxes. She's yep. never been in this house. And so she's experiencing it for the first time at the same time we are. And oh, I, I found that right. very interesting. Uh, I completely agreed. And I do appreciate that the designers clearly knew that it's it's something that would be hard. That's people that there would be some people who, after playing the game or while playing it, would be like, "Why is she searching every nook and cranny?" So I do like how there are certain little. There's one. There's the one note on Sam's board outside 
outside her room that says, stop leaving, leaving all the lights on. Just, you're just as bad as your sister. Oh, that was a wonderful <laughs> moment. And then, yeah. I like I, that a lot. Like something like that or finding the condom and the written reaction to that or finding a very intimate letter from Sam later on behind a trash can in a bathroom that talks about her first sexual experience. And I wasn't able to read it fast enough. And about a third of the way through it automatically gets put down. And the written line was, nope, not going to read it anymore. And if you click on it, it goes, "Uh uh-uh, nope. I just can't. Nope, not going to do it. And just would never let me open it again. Because the older sister does not want to hear those details. So little moments like like that, I think, are there to try and curb that almost absurdity of every detail of the house. Every little thing. Because, to your point, Josh, I think if if it was, you know, like you went through. If it's a home you've never been to, you're going to explore it as fully as possible. But to the minutiae that you as the player does through... Katie, I think is a little too much because, you know, it, it's a little more extreme because she knows half the things she's seeing. It's just in a new place. But for mm. us, it's totally new. So we want to pick it up and look around it and be like, oh, yeah, this thing. But they have those nice little moments to be like, yeah, that's absurd. And you wouldn't really care about all of it if you were this person. And something <laughs> would spook you out a little bit. It's a weird house. It is. That, so, all right. So we're just psycho house. We're going to put this on a pause. Davy. All right. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Oh God. We have to just have to get through Davy, and then we can keep going. Davy. Okay. Unlike the um, other three of us, you've actually played the game. Yeah, that's true. I actually liked it a lot more the second time. I appreciated a lot more about it because, like, my knee-jerk reaction to the narrative thrust is just like almost purely negative. And like, in terms of realistic fiction in general, I find this whole story and setting kind of um, banal. You said it's kind of right. a, a pedestrian, yeah. Okay, I was just making sure there was a B at the beginning. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, uh, but like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It just like it really felt like an after-school special to me. Like it, it doesn't feel mm. like it's trying to be like a deep piece of fiction so much it is, as it is trying to just sell this one point and get through the story. But ooh, um, that's this time through it seems really harsh. After school specials is. are sort of, they're, in, in my experience, they're sort of trying to push a moral agenda, whereas I found the story a little bit more forward thinking and um, open minded than something like that would be. But I think I see what you mean. If it, yeah, say like, it's a good modern kind of uh, forward thinking after school special. <laughs> mm. I just like, I don't think it holds up to like comparable literature or film even. Um, oh, well, definitely not. But. In all fairness, though, yeah, I, I think I, I don't think it's. I hate saying this, but I but I love saying this. I think it's not fair to compare it to a book, or also by extension, a movie. And I know I'm going to get slayed online for that. But well, this is a medium that's still very much in its infancy, right? And that, that's 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 so, and that's I mean, the whole, is, whole point it's... is like we're we're in the infancy of this. When you look at books who have hundreds of years, you have movies that have a hundred years. I don't think that's... I, I, I don't know. I just think when you remove a gameplay element altogether and you're focusing almost exclusively on the narrative or on the discovery of a narrative, you have to accept that you're going to be criticized on the basis that fiction is criticized at that point because you've taken the game out. You're, you're a piece of fiction now. Yeah, oh. uh, but what I will say what, what I like about Gone Home is in terms of story, yes, it's very sparse and I, I can't I can't 
fight that in any way, shape, or form. It, it is. It's very light. It's just it's moments. You know, it's it's trying to use that moment in time kind of thing of piece it together. It's not exactly hard yeah. to find and all that. But I think if you were if if you took away the environment and you just had a stack of the notes in order, I wouldn't say it would be you know a great game to just sift through what could could amount to someone's just like unthrown out letters. But I think you could still find the narrative and still find little uh hints to again the parents and all the rest of it and what they're going through as well and i do think it would be it would be compelling enough to get through like i do think there's enough there and it's at least the diary logs they're incredibly charming even if they're so short and Mm. i found them very endearing and just sweet agreed sometimes saccharine for sure but i guess a lot of this game for me in general this goes back to what you said earlier josh this was a big palate cleanser for me Kind of like Josh said before, don't really play these kinds of games. Uh, I'm a console gamer, so if it's not there, I'm not. I'm unfortunately usually going to miss it. And for and your comment earlier, uh, Robert, on how many hundred-hour games there were last year, this was just a wonderful, huge change of pace. And so I'm kind of a little, little nervous to be like, oh, you, to be so definite on how I feel about it because it could have just been right time to play it for me too. So and I'm. I... I'm going to agree with all of that you just said. Well, but I'm going to also go against what actually Davey said about the quality of writing, the quality of the game and the complete package. Do it. Because first of all, this game like oozes character. I mean, Mm. more so like you could be like, Oh, there's only one person. You don't have any dialogue. You don't have any interaction. You interact with the house. Like the house is a character. And then there is the living embodiment of all those individuals in the house. It, has multiple layers of how the story is placed. You have, first of all, you're following Sam, and that's the main story. Like that is all the uh, audio logs. Obviously, that is the main story. But you get all the ancillary story between what is going on with that dad, what is going on mm-hmm. with the mom, what is going on with Ranger Rick. How is the dad not being able to have his books published affecting the relationship with the mom and driving a wedge there that she yep. goes to Ranger Rick? Like there is so much there. You go into like we were talking about, it is the psycho house. There is so much connotation associated with that that when they throw in the creepy atmosphere, you assume that somebody is going to die or something terrible happened or all of them murdered each other. And that's why when you're walking through, everything's disheveled. It's when you go through the basement and you are freaking out because there has to be something that jumps out at you. <laughs> or you pick up a cross <laughs> when you're going through the uh, the secret passageway and the light rushes behind you. And you lose your mind because oh, something has that. to happen. Oh, damn it! it like, there... Uh... It, it is an absolute, complete and utter experience. And beyond all that, it has a story that is well-rounded. It has quality characters that you actually feel at the end of that you know every person that's involved in this. You have your personal feelings about, like, oh, the dad was being a jerk here. Or, I can't believe the mom's going to do this. Or how terrible is that friend that she's telling her your mom to go have sex with Ranger Rick? Like, how I awful know. is that? That like, letter is... There, there is so much there that when you get to the end and you're looking underneath the stairs and I was like, this is the final moment, like, this is their final everything. I was like, what, what's going to happen? Like, you have that. You're just, like, clenching up because you do not want to go in there. And you're like, huge relief. But still, what the, what the hell are they but doing also, in there? what the hell, yeah. And then beyond that, you have to walk up those stairs, pull down the attic door, and go up there and what you're expecting to go up there. Like, there is a full emotional range, there's a full story there, there's full characters. I think, 
I will actually put this against movies or books. Like if this was a movie and it was the same there, I actually think it would be worse because you're not personally experiencing it. You don't have to push yourself through that. So I, I would actually argue you, you that oh. this is a complete package. Well, you 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 go. You got me kind of wrong, to be honest. Um, I think the narrative in environment building and the way the narrative is divulged to the player over time and the way it's placed in the environment, I think that's really masterfully done. And I think without that, the, this story is just, I'm going to say dog shit. <laughs> wow. Like it's oh. really surface level. Like Ooh. it feels like it's written by a high school student. It is a high school student. Like, oh, and then they fell in love and they're, they were star-crossed lovers and they ran away. Oh, but they're high God, school like, students that's... that are idiots. Let's be honest. All of us were idiots in high school. We didn't think so at the mm-hmm. time. We knew exactly what we thought. Oh, yeah. You think every nah, relationship you had in high cool. school, it was going to be, I'm going to be with this person the rest of my life. I love them. If they break up with me, I can't go to school because everybody's going to know they're going to hate me. There's never going to be anybody else and oh. my life is over. And they hit that perfectly. So I actually think that's a compliment that it's written by high schoolers because most of the game is written by high schoolers. Like everything you read is written by a high schooler. Yeah. And 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 it feels like it. They I think they did a really good job, you know, this is a this is weird, but especially with a big commentary on on theater a lot uh is when people see plays they go, you know, those people didn't sound real enough. They sounded too much like the writer. Uh and so people who can put in the right amount of likes or ums and get that kind of rhythm of people trying to figure out how to speak while they're speaking to someone else goes a really long way and makes it feel more natural. And I do think that with Sam, they did a really great job of, and also it's, it's in, it's in the performance, but the pauses right before she's about to say something and then she gets nervous and then she's like, all right, I just got to say it. And then kind of blurts it out before the end of an audio log or in the middle of one, it just felt, right it felt like it was the right age games don't always really don't nail that as well and uh but but to to also then kind of play a little bit devil's advocate davy to your point what you were saying against uh in counterpoint to josh is like if if you didn't have it as a game without the whole being uh, without it being driven by the player player agency would it be a, a strong and i mean Probably not, but at the same time, is, it was built for this, so it's hard to. Right, that's what I was to say. Is that even a worthwhile that. argument? Because it is a game. And, then, and oh, yeah, and it was built around this construct. It's absolutely a worthwhile argument because, like, I think we fall into the trap of grading the story of a video game on a curve, and that curve is the story of a video game, which, and traditionally, has not been as good as stories in other media. Sure. Um, I, I feel like that's one of the things people do to go on home a lot. I feel like the main narrative thrust is like really low level, like amateur literary professional. Um, I just, I'm, I, and I, I don't mean the micro level so much. I, I totally agree with what you guys are saying about the micro level and about the individual, uh, notes and stuff and like how that prose comes across. Yeah. But I feel like the, the macro story is just really superficial and not good. A little bit of a shrug. Just an ass. Yeah, so, like I've been, I've been reading mean? Isaac Asimov and Philip K. Dick all month, and like this is just <laughs> right. Well, that's not like... what Gone Home is trying yeah. to do. <laughs> Let, let's this is no, just yeah, but darkly. The... <laughs> so for so I can have There's clarity, like, Davy. What would you define the, as the macro story? Like the the whole Lonnie thrust is like what's at the center of the story. It's like the only thing the audio logs talk, 
talk about. And it's like the the thing that ends the game when you complete it. Okay, well, I mean, you know, Sam is, she's a sort of confused adolescent who, you know, Lonnie is the center of her world at the moment. And that's what, that's what this short story is about. I, I have much disagree. more to say than that. But. I just, I'm sorry, Davey, but I wholeheartedly disagree with basically everything you that's said. Cool. Um, <laughs> I, so, I mean, and you will fight about let's, it. Let's do like just a thought process here. What's your favorite bo- uh, movie? Okay. Oh, uh, don't, don't know why you picked that question for me. <laughs> so, what, what, sorry, what movie did you say? <laughs> he didn't. Okay. Uh, I didn't. Fine, we'll do, we'll do this for Chris. Maybe he's not a movie guy. Chris, what is your favorite oh, movie? God. Yeah. Uh, long list. I'll narrow it down to three. Uh, Blade Runner. Okay, okay Blade, Blade Runner. Runner. There we go. Perfect. Favorites. There's elements of Blade Runner that are made a hundred times better because it is a movie and it's in that format. If I were to take that story, everything that is there, and made it into a picture book, it no longer resonates in the same regard. Chris, have you ever read the Blade Runner like novels? Yeah, uh, well, the one book, uh, Do Androids yeah. Dream of Electric Sheep? Uh, yeah, yeah going back to Phil K. Dick. And uh, it's interesting that, that... The only one that PKD actually wrote, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, obviously those it, are... It is kind of cool. Yes, it, it it's a great book, but, but what's wonderful about the movie is they knew they couldn't do the book, and they took one story and then extrapolated it and made yeah. their own that's, editions. That's a, that's a tale of good ad- adaptation for yes sure. exactly mm-hmm. so but, but i i i think that that's relevant to in a weird way to josh's point because they realized we can't yeah. do the book so right. we're going to make it for our medium and they they and took a book that is fantastic because of what it is and they <laughs> understand the constraints and it built everything around there to be perfect or at least the best that it can be you look at the movie again understands the constraints works within those confines Make something that is fantastic. You look at Gone Home, a video game. It understands what it is. It understands what it can play with. It understands that it's an interactive medium. Sets up a, a series of events, storylines, whatever. Works within those confines and gives you an emotional experience. To say, hey, if Gone Home was, it was a picture book, it was a story, it was a movie, it was a play, anything of those regards, it's going to be different because it is not in those confines. It would have to be adapted and made new for each of those. Just like we see all the time when books go to movies. And so for it to say, hey, this game wouldn't work if it was a movie, of course not. There'd be parts of it that would. There'd be main thrusts of it that you could have adapted into something that would work as a movie. But the core tenet of this is you are experiencing that you are supposed to be Katie, you are interacting. And that is something that a game can do that no other medium can do. Mm. Uh, I just think they using the same system that I mean Fulbright's incredible at. Um, they could have told a much better story, a much deeper and more mature story. Uh, as it is, I think it's really superficial in one note. I, it's just my opinion. Okay, that's we'll we'll, we'll just agree to disagree. I I think we're going to beat this dead horse if we keep going. But I, I will. I, I want to stress that I think Fulbright. Right is incredible at using the system of storytelling, and I think it's really weird that it took people so long to come across this. And like games like like the Dark Souls series is really good about environmental storytelling, and it kind of makes you stroke your chin. And games like System Shock in the past, it's like, man, I could have just an entire game with no guns in it like this. Like it's weird that it took us so long to come to this, but I feel like like the this particular 
story is not up to snuff for the level of craft that they're using. Um, another, this is kind of jumping ahead a bit, but I don't feel like Katie really feels like a character. Like I didn't identify with Katie and I didn't feel like I didn't sense her motivations or emotions at any point playing Gone Home. I don't think you're supposed um, to. I could, and see, I could see a little bit of her character. I mean, mostly when yeah, she's compared to Sam. Yeah, it's always encountered. I did like some of the stuff you were saying earlier. Actually, I did not see when I played the game. And that made me think, oh, that is a little bit of Katie. But um, I just played uh, Sybil not too recently. It was made by mm-hmm. employee Fulbright Games. And like, man, I felt like I was was that character like i was one-to-one like in that character shoes throughout the entire course of that game and like i feel like in a lot of ways because gone home doesn't do that with katie like you you miss out on that putting the character in the or the player in the character shoes rather i will say that this game does feel like an experiment to me and like a let's see how this will work like i feel that in the game and i i like that you know i i like when you can feel the newness in something like like you're treading new ground with someone else even if it's just that company doing it for the first time and it's already existed as a genre but yeah uh sorry uh, uh rob i just totally cut you off and i was oh no no no, it's okay i think i almost interrupted you i i think the the key difference between gone home and sybil is sybil is uh the protagonist's story whereas this is not this is sam's story and we're here well it's the family's story really and we're it caitlin's already had her story her story was her gap year. That's over. And now we're seeing what the family has been up to during that, uh, I, I during would, that gap year. I would say that you're not supposed to have... A, you are Katie, so you're not supposed to have a story for Katie. Yeah, the only little but the, details the game doesn't you have make me trophies. feel like Katie. What? Yeah, the, the game doesn't make me feel like Katie, though. You're, you're not supposed... Like, so, like, I to compare Sybil like to this, camera. which I have not played Sybil, so I want to put that caveat on first. You're supposed to... Is the main character actually called Sybil? Uh, no, I think that's her online Nina free avatar. Okay, okay, yeah, duh. Yeah. So you're supposed to be Nina as she's experienced it, and you're supposed to have those emotions. For this game, this is, like Robert said, this is Sam's story. You're supposed to be an outsider watching this and having the emotional like response to Sam's story. Whereas in Sybil, you're supposed but, to be Nina and actually feeling those because it is you. This, is, this isn't a criticism so much as I feel like it's a missed opportunity. Why would you do that in a game that's from the first-person perspective? Like, why wouldn't you make use of that perspective? I think it's in the same way that games traditionally, uh, like a Oblivion, Skyrim, Fallout, you know, the idea of it being clean slate, no voice, you are experiencing all this stuff through your avatar, but it's supposed to be you making those choices. I think it goes off of that even like the Bioshock 1 kind of thing of, you know the person, but he's not going to speak. So it's you being that person and living through that person's life. What would you, exactly. what, what perspective would you want, Davey? No, I'm, I'm saying, I, I just, I think if they would have made Katie a character, if they made me understand her motivations, if they could have like put her thought stream into my head, it would have been a lot more effective as an overall piece. So I can tell I'm you what Katie's I mean. motivation is. She came home house is trashed yeah. and she doesn't know what happened yeah no one's there i would have if i was katie i would have sat down and read a book until someone came home like if you I want, don't like that house I don't was, get she's it. gonna be waiting a while because her parents are on a retreat aren't they? i know for a few days <laughs> yeah and sam's never coming back <laughs> except in two years yeah it turns out the relationship but, didn't work out and... but in six months <laughs> yeah, oh, come on it's high school man. <laughs> yeah 
they they wouldn't last six months, man. And so you're my, my my wife was sitting next to me, and my wife is part of the army. She's like, if she signed up, yeah. they wouldn't let her get off the bus. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. did have that thought too. There was no way. Uh. <sighs> but but, it's all right because it touched me. Yeah, it <laughs> touched me in all the right places. Exactly. But all it, of- it is details like that. I feel like there's some sloppy storytelling going on. I, I would agree there is concessions that have to yes. be made. Yes. Um, also, yeah. like, why would there be a crumpled note from six months ago that happens to be on the floor that I get to read? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, ago. Yeah. Why the note be so perfectly placed in that room? Some of them were a little stuff. bit, yeah. Yeah. And also, I understand that they're supposed to have just moved in, but they've been in that house for a while. There shouldn't be that many boxes. The house should be... I know it's a mess of a house because those people are screwed up at the time. But, like, that house should and, be more uh, of a house. Why are yeah. there so many phone books? No, better question. So, phone books and there's a lot of Bibles. Bibles. But, phone books and Bibles. That's exactly what I wrote. <laughs> but the Bibles make sense to me because I, I think there is an element that they're supposed to introduce to the Bible so you understand that they're a very Christian home. And you think of 95 and what that associates with with a Christian home and how they're not going to accept that their daughter is a lesbian. So I thought that was kind of passive uh, storytelling for you to have a frame of reference yes. to look at the family. I don't understand the phone books. Uh, Better question is, why I are there no VCRs? Every all TV, taken away. All the know. TVs had no VCRs. Because Sam took them, so Sam she has something them. to sell <laughs> when she leaves. That's how she's going to make her early cash, is selling all the electronics her dad has been able to collect through his job over the years. I feel like the Christianity angle was... Um, I don't feel like it was uh, brought um, brought across as well as it could have no, been. I mean, not. yeah, there were a lot of there were a lot of Bibles, and yep. they don't approve of Sam's sexuality. But at the same time, there's there's not much more than that. I mean, Mom seems pretty a lot more conservative than Dad, who's more. He struck me as more of a um, open minded uh, literature and and film and and music buff. So I mean, it, it was more of a progressive environment than I would have seen, that, that I would have expected. I grew up in the Bible Belt, and a lot of my friends had very, very devout families, and mm-hmm. it was a lot more uh, blatant than uh, I uh, than I saw in Gone Home. Yeah, so surprised me. Let, let's, let's kind of dovetail off of that. What did you guys... Was the parents' reaction expected? Could it have been better if they were aggressive and upset about it? Like, what was your guys' thoughts on that? A weird thing, and I... And- one of the reasons why I really like this game is, uh, I guess, I went to an art school, and, well, I grew up in a family that was very accepting. Uh, one thing that was interesting about art school, you know, our, our splits when it came to gay-straight was the majority of kids who were there are gay. And I remember freshman year hearing countless stories of people coming out and not going well. And most of the time, I would hear stories of this kind of unexpected thing of like, you know, I thought there would be this, and it was just this. Mm-hmm. For good and bad, positive and negative. So weirdly going through and having the disaffected almost like it's a non-issue because it's not real. It's like there's it. It's like I want you to have an opinion. I don't want you to be, you know, a conscientious objector. You right. Have an opinion that that shows that you actually care. Don't just be dismissive. Mm. So I've always heard people tell me that that's the most painful thing is when it's dismissed because then it's not considered real. And that you can't know, and you know, like she says, 
Like I'm not old enough to actually understand who I am. And it's just a phase. Right. Mm. So that in a weird way hit me a lot more than I thought it would. Because mm-hmm. uh, people yeah. always assume the negative when they're not sure if they don't know if their parents are aware of all the rest of it. And when they yeah. don't get that, you know, when it's like, okay, that's weird, but we'll figure it out. Or, you know, I'm totally fine with it, which is usually what it ends up being. But yeah, it's, it's, it's the, it's the no opinion that kills people because it feel, they feel like they're not cared about enough. But they're not worthwhile enough to yeah, have an opinion. Yeah, to, to put in the thought and the effort to actually. And so, yeah, it was really kind of just a cruel moment for me to hear and just be like, God, that girl's probably going to go to her room and just lie there for a day and a half and be like, what the, mm. the hell do well, I, like, I, do I exist? Am I see through? Yeah. I like it. It, it hurts to be attacked or insulted, but it hurts much more to be laughed at. Yeah. Yeah. Or to be told that your feelings aren't valid. Yeah. yeah. So bringing my own baggage to it, like my friends that, went out during or came out during a high school for the most part it was the very aggressive like one of my friends actually he became my friend because he lived in texas and he was kicked out of the house like kicked out on the streets and so he had to he scrounged up money took a bus over like two weeks and made it up to wisconsin and like stayed with his like great aunt sister's friend or something because that was the only person that would take him in yeah and so like i i kind of brought my own baggage that i expected them to just go off Definitely because I had looked at all the Bibles, so I had that kind of preconceived notion. So it was a nice surprise. But mm-hmm. after I got done with the game, I thought, you know what? In a lot of ways, that makes a lot of sense. You look at how the two parents have like solved all their problems, and basically they just ignored it. Yep. And so, and let the issue like, and I'm not saying homosexuality is a problem, but they've let all their issues of the family just fester to make it so much worse. And that's why they ignore a lot of stuff. Yeah, they just ignore everything because it'll get better, or they don't understand, or it'll just it'll work itself out and in all regards none of them worked out like she distanced herself from her parents the two parents like until the very end they had separated like i'm pretty confident that mom cheated on like the family like all mm-hmm. of the time of them sure ignoring stuff has just well, there's made definitely the seed. so much worse yeah we know that there's the seed of of thinking about maybe i should sleep with this other guy and we, we were like there's nothing that proves that they actually did but I don't think she did. I don't think she did. I think she tried, but she got shot down eventually. <laughs> I like and that I, I think that's part of like if you guys look at the calendar in the uh, that was like the best moment when you go into the oh, kitchen yeah. finally, and he's been re- references Rick the whole time. And I mm-hmm. looked at the I looked at uh, the imitation for the wedding. And I was like Richard. I was like we don't know Richard. And I walked away and I looked at the oh, calendar and didn't... I saw Rick's mm. wedding. And I was like. Oh damn! And then I look at the note. She's like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to make that." And I was like, "This is fantastic!" And it was wow, right after I reading put that together. Yeah, right after reading the letter from her friend of like, "Are you just maybe seeing this?" I like, "I hope you got this." Like, but maybe yeah. you should be thinking about this. And I was like, "There was just like this huge moment of like, damn, like that. Nope, that did not work out for you at all." <sighs> wow. And she is super, super like jealous. She is salty about it. Like that. No, that did not go well. Although, conveniently, that all coincides with the father finally having things kind of work out for him again, and right. not, mm-hmm. you know, waxing poetical in his electronics reviews and almost getting fired for it. And it was nice, because both of them had to hit rock, rock bottom. Yeah. And it was just a very different way for each of them to hit rock bottom. <laughs> Man. But they're also very selfish, so they yes. don't... Oh, they're <laughs> terrible people. 
those poorly written wanky reviews were some of the best pros <laughs> so of the great. game. That so was great. golden. Oh, Not just another James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. And oh. For all of that, all the, like, uh, I know we have notes here about all the fake games, mm-hmm. um, all the legwork <laughs> they did with the fake books, the fake reviews, all of that. Like, there is a lot of that where it, it's very interesting, the little details that they put to have that spin of, hey, we're in the 90s. Remember that? Yep. And you're looking mm. at the, they kept talking about Street Fighter 2. That was like the only game that was real, but you look at everything else, it's like, yeah, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw that on a Genesis cartridge or a Nintendo cartridge at some point. Like, yeah, I could see that. Weird. I, I think there was like a chipmunk went, game or something. I think they went a little bit too hard with the sense of place. Like, um, for example, when you go to the, um, the, the movie room, it's got all the, all the tapes of, um, you know, VHS taped from TV movies. And I mean, my family had a lot of that as well, but like, you know, so that set the sense of place quite nicely. But then, like, you look at the couch and there's a ticket stub for Pulp Fiction. It was like, okay, yeah. we're in 1994. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Kind of made me I, roll my eyes a little bit. That was, I felt like that was a detail that wasn't really needed, especially well, in a room that was already that, full of movies. That was also <laughs> the, the movie ticket from her date. So it makes sense yeah. that she would yeah, save it. Was. Uh, yes, yeah. although it's funny. Maybe in her bedroom. That it's, than, yeah. Again, conveniently, you hear that if you hear that, uh, that journal entry. And then you find it, and you're like, oh, you didn't throw this out? I guess it was special, but... I mean, but that's just like we said before, that nothing's clearly thrown out in this world, because uh, we got to find it. <laughs> so, hmm. we've talked a lot about emotion, we've talked about a family, we have not talked about the house. And All right. The creepy atmosphere was great. And yes. actually, sorry, Josh, I think it ties in exactly to what we were talking about, because I love how you look through those magazines and they have all those X-Files stuff, whether it be the TV guide or Gillian mm. Anderson on the cover of a magazine to amplify this, the creepy of the house. Just all these, mm. again, using these 90-isms to be like, is this place haunted? Sorry. I can do yeah. that. So going in the game for me, I only knew of two things. I knew that Sam was a lesbian, which... Yeah, I did too. So. And then the other one was, I know at no point does anything grab you. Like Those were the two <laughs> things. And it was great because even with knowing that, I still expected it. And I had my wife sitting next to me as I played. And the whole time she's like, is something going to grab you? Is there anybody else in this house? Are you going to get murdered? Like, is there a way that you can die? Is there something around that corner? And like, I'm not sure Gone if she made too. it. I'm not, revenge. <laughs> I'm not sure if she made it worse for me, but like you have all that like setup, like this is the psycho house, like they're looking into all these ghost things, and then there's Oscar and this, and then you go to the ridiculously creepy basement. Mm-hmm. Like who has that basement? That is so messed up. And like um, they play uh, into my basement was much creepier. <laughs> that's terrifying. That, that I feel bad for you as well. <laughs> Uh, actually, the house I grew up in, I lived in a really rural area when I was a kid, but it was very similar to the Gone Home house. Wow. Is that it made no sense? Yeah. None of that setup for that house made any sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, it, it didn't it didn't make any sense, for sure. No, the basement was really weird and creepy. Uh, we had a, all, all the like cabinet fixtures and stuff for the same ones I grew up with in that house. It was really weird. <laughs> oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, the whole the whole game, I expected for something to happen to me, and then, like I said, yeah. I mentioned earlier, when I picked up that cross and that light went off. Which 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 spot was that in? So there's the secret doors. 
Yeah. And you can go from the second floor through the parents' closet down to yep. the library. Yeah. There's a really that... tiny cross on the ground. Did not know that. that I think it's you... on a cross beam. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, it's on a <laughs> cross beam. And you pick it up, and it's some... <laughs> it has something written on it. And as soon as you pick it up, you're like it able has. to see the first letter, and then pop, the light bursts. And you're in uh, a dark room. That would have, I would have screamed. Yeah, that, that was... Like, I definitely jumped when that happened. It has written on it, For God so loved the world, he gave his only son. Which then, I like, trying to figure my way out, and I was like, well, there's a door right here, and I couldn't open the door to get into the library because it opened towards you, and I was pushed against the wall. So I'm losing my mind because the door will not open. And I'm like freaking out, and I like sprint back up the stairs to get back into it. And I look, and I'm like, I uh, I was playing a 360 controller, so I'm pressing uh, left trigger so I can look at the item. Yeah. Said, you got to be kidding me! I dropped the item to open the door, <laughs> so I was like, I have to go back down there because I have to know what's written on this because obviously it's important because the light went off. So I like creep back down these stairs. I like go back in the corner. I'm like trying to find. I finally get it, and I like sprint back up, and I look at it, and I was like. First of all, that means almost nothing to me, but that's really creepy <laughs> on top of everything else. So I, I thought the sound design was uh, incredibly simple, but incredibly effective. And all, all I know creeps. that there are certain moments where there were clear sound cues when you'd find certain items or certain things would happen. But just in general, yep. with the lightning, and I don't know if some of that was programmed. I would love. I gotta find in a, an article or not if it's specific to certain things if there's a crack of lightning or if it was just accidentally perfectly timed in so many moments throughout the game where you'd happen upon a dark room and be like oh there's an eerie glow in the back and then you pick something up and you just start to read it and then it would go crash of thunder and lightning and like oh oh okay okay no it was nothing it's just (laughs) yeah more so than any other game i've ever played uh the uh, pc steam version has uh the game dev diaries like the whatever over yeah the we game. have that too i haven't been able to go through them yet and i more so than any other game i want to yeah. actually go through that and hear that and then also i was going to recommend uh the kind of funny gamecast just met with uh steve yeah. gainer for uh, tacoma and they yeah. the second half is kind of like a spoiler cast so mm-hmm. i unfortunately didn't get to listen to it before this but oh it's good it's good yeah i am yeah, guessing that good. that would have a lot of insight into he's a cool dude too minutiae. yeah he's a really good yeah. guy that's, I was really glad I listened to that before I played for the second time because that gave me like a, a different way to look at it, a different way to appreciate it. Sure. That was really nice. Um, also, I'm really excited for Tacoma. <laughs> That's I, good. I could not have cared about Tacoma at all. And now you it's and, one of your favorite. <laughs> like, and I, I put out a tweet a couple of weeks ago, like, here's my five games that I care about this year. And I was like, right away, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to get Tacoma. Like, there's no way I can wait a couple of years to play Tacoma like I did with Gone Home. I, I have to play Firewatch, to them. I would love to see them use the masterful control of this craft that they've made and put it to use in something I care about. Space Station. Oh, just because yeah, it's Yeah, that sounds super... Well, okay, so in sci-fi, you don't want to spend a lot of time describing things that people say in everyday life, because there's some things that people can't even imagine seeing, you know? And having a space station just dropped in front of you, like every object in there is going to be interesting. I'm not going to see something laying on a disc and be like, oh, that's a tape dispenser. Like every object in there is going to be like a something driven from the author, like trying to describe this environment that you've never seen before. And I think that's really cool. Did you play Soma, Davey? 
Uh, no, it sounds scary and hard. <laughs> it's it's not so bad. You you might enjoy it. There's lots of quiet moments in Soma, which uh, allow you to uh, explore and look at objects within this uh, underwater station. You might enjoy it. I gotta play that game. I know I'm gonna love it, but it's gonna destroy my mind. <laughs> it's pretty smart. It's pretty no, smart. I, that that that's what excites me. It's more the the atmospheric horror is going to haunt me mm. endlessly. Yeah, it's Wait, got some spooky moments. <laughs> that's. Oh, I don't want to. I just put. Oh, yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that game's fantastic. I was making sure that I remembered the correct game. Yeah, that has some really, really good moments. It has meaning. It makes it meaningful for you to look around. And if mm -hmm. you do take advantage of looking around, there's mm -hmm. some moments that you'll get that are fantastic. By the way, talking about moments that were spooky in or jarred us in Gone Home. Did any of you, when you walked into that bathroom next to Sam yes! for the first time, oh. think the game was going in a very different direction for a few seconds until you get the yes. diary from picking up the bottle? There's a little hitch. Yeah, and, and I was also Cocky freaked out because I was like, if this is blood, if this is blood, how is it still this red? How long is oh, it Oh, really? Here? Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, like, how hilarious. is this not dry? I, I dyed my hair for many years, so uh -huh. I instantly recognized it for what it was. Yeah, I immediately, so thought, cool, it was, I immediately thought it was blood as well. Oh, it freaked me out. I was like, what? This game was supposed to be heartwarming or something. And but, you know, my heart's not good. in all fairness, even after that, even after they played with that, I still thought it was a build up to the end. There wasn't oh, an yeah. ounce of me that didn't think that when I went into the attic that I Someone wasn't was going to. I, I thought she was she would have hung but, herself. But what about the answering I, machine method? That was that, from uh, Lonnie. Yeah. Well, what's interesting, going to your point earlier about we don't, you know, we don't hear from certain characters. I couldn't tell if the second voice message was the first girl or you just calling in a in a moment of a freakout because oh, no, in was... tears it wasn't. I could tell it wasn't a hundred percent her, but also with tears, you never know if someone's. You know, some people sound yeah. different when you're crying, and there hadn't been enough. I had no idea who Lonnie was at this point, mm, so I wasn't right. sure is this Sam or is it Katie. See, and that but, I, I knew that except for saying Sam. That's not. And like that's where I have the like else. knowing that Sam was going to be a lesbian. You knew that that was the p person that she had been with. That's what my assumption had been. Yeah, um, but, we, but again, since I I'd never heard any voice from that person. Other than the answering machine, I just kept assuming it could be someone else yeah. until it was clearly not. And that, and, that, and that's kind of, I was waiting for that awful, awful moment where we know that Lonnie is leaving. Lonnie left. Sam did an action that's not going to be able to be fixed. Undone. And, and while she is doing that, she happens to get a call downstairs and Lonnie's freaking out worse. because she's coming back. No, it's worse. I can't, that's, uh, and that's, and Everybody, uh, the only other thing I'd heard about this game is like, there's a really good chance you're gonna cry at the end of this game. And so the whole time you're like, don't do it. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? Like, if she does this, I might lose it. Like that, that is a terrible, terrible ending. Like, <sighs> like not terrible as in it's actually no, bad. I know what you but mean. It's like, it would be destructive and it would wreck people. And I was like, yeah. you know what? If I go up into this room, I pull this down. They already have the red collar to add in like that kind of atmosphere. And she is hanging there knowing that like Lonnie is freaking out and possibly coming back to her. Hmm. That is the worst. And you've just witnessed a satanic table, so you're thinking anything's possible. No, that's Oscar. <laughs> Oscar was that like... Game did, 
it really did love the Hitchcockian twists. I mean, I, I didn't expect to see Sam hanging in the attic because you find a note or you find the diary entry before that where she says, Oh, I guess I'll just go wait. And I, you know, I didn't, that didn't sound like somebody who was on the edge. But oh, see, I took that as she was going to wait, like, dead. Okay. Like, I mean, super, earlier than super that, dark like that. There's, there's, um, there's a note with a map. Uh, to that, to the seance room that's just like, oh, the hidden room, this is yep. where we'll do it. Yep. And I was like, oh no, is this going to be like a Romeo and Juliet suicide yep. pact? I thought um, the same thing too. I had um, yeah, a great moment of relief seeing their um, fun little ghost hunting yeah, seance room instead of anything horrible. <laughs> Which is funny because uh, part of that uh, kind of funny games cast, when you listen to it, they talk about you know everyone's experiences with the game. And they mention how, or Greg Miller mentions how he's like, you know, there was someone I was talking to who said they beat the game in 15 minutes. I was like, what? How'd you do that? And apparently it was someone who walked in and didn't know, but found the seance room first thing. Oh. And was like, oh, what's this key? And then went up to the attic and it ended. And they were like, uh, great game. Yeah, well, you completely out of context. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, I guess that was fun. Yeah. Which I, I, I respect that it didn't. I hate that the kitchen, or to get to the kitchen is locked. Still to this point, like, does that make any sense to me? But I like yeah, that if you played it a certain way, you could technically get through it very quickly. Like, I like that it technically is open, that there isn't, they gate you without truly gating you. Does that make sense? Yeah, if you knew, you could bypass oh. a lot of it. Yeah. One one big thing that I think makes that an especially good decision is, uh, like... When you know that all that atmosphere, that build up to like being afraid or having a shock, once you know that's kind of a red herring, like that palpable suspense that you get from playing through the beginning of the game isn't there and it kind of feels empty. Yeah. I, I can never. So I, I. So being able to traverse the house freely and like go to rooms that you don't need to pick them up. What's up? If oh. people didn't catch on yet, I love this game. <laughs> this will be a game I never play again. I was going to say, I felt you going that way. Like the, I don't know if I. Sorry, go ahead. The only way I could possibly do it would be with the Dev Diaries, or this is a game that I pick up again ten years from now, fifteen years from now, where I have to be in a completely different place in my life. Like we talked about last podcast, I just had a son. Like there, there was emotional things of thing. Like my wife and I leading up to it. Like you always have those conversations. Like what if this happens? What will we do? What if this happens? Like how do we respond to this? And obviously, if Whatever he chooses with his sexual orientation, I will be okay with. And I was trying to have that, like, so you have that frame of reference of, like, wow, if I was these parents, I would be handling this differently. So the only other way I could play this is fast forward 15 years, my son now is in high school, and kind of having that parental lens on it. But outside of that, I don't think I could play this game again. Could you play it with your son in maybe less time than that? Well... Why would I want my son to play this? Like, again, he'd have to almost be in, like, middle school or high school. Yeah, but, like, so like if he's 12 or 13. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, like, 15 years, long time, you yeah. might get the itch to go back just to kind of explore it again, especially considering that the genre will be probably so much farther down the road. Yeah. I mean, VR and stuff like that. He's just, I guess, to sum it up, I'd have to be in a different place with my yeah, life. Yeah, I totally get it. it. It's 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 like how a lot of people felt about Journey yep. and other games. It's like, that initial experience while you can probably get close to it again it is something to treasure and people don't want to uh, bastardize it exactly by you know doing anything else yeah you said correctly not a swear that's like a perfect summation of my thoughts on it um i did a good thing 
Yeah, man, the, that manufactured or like superficial suspense they give you is like that can't be undersold. That's no. a really big part of the experience. Yeah, this is one of those yeah, games where you always hear like, "I wish I could rewind time or like erase my memory and play this for a first time again." This is one of those games that you'd only have almost have to do because I think they're. I, I'm actually very happy, Davey, that you enjoyed it more this time because I would assume yeah. that I would like it less if I played it again. Robert just said, I don't know, and I kind of agree. Actually, I, I I liked the spooky, and it was definitely clearly there, but in a weird way, I just always assumed it wasn't going to... Uh, my mind never went to as dark of a place as yours did, Josh. I have a dark mind, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, but what's weird is a lot of times I usually assume the worst when it comes to things like that, but maybe it's because I've just, whether... Uh, just on the fringe or whatnot. I've heard enough about the game, kind of like what we were saying before, that while I would get spooked out by specific things or a sound effect would make me go, ah, for the most part, it really was just free exploring. And I do think I could do it again without it being, uh, without it you know, feeling empty. Because it, it, some, what? Sorry, some of the things they do to tease the survival horror vibe are so smart and hilarious, like in a meta way. Like, here's an itemized invoice. Like oh, Resident yeah. Evil. Get it? Yeah, totally. Get it? <laughs> uh. Yeah, there's Man, a. It just it puts your brain right in that mode. Or, like, when you find the first key, you're like, oh, this game has keys. I get it. That's not what we're doing. No, not at all. Not at all. Oh. I, I, didn't, um, I didn't really read it as a reference to. Uh, survival horror, but really just to, you know, graphic adventure games. Uh, but, oh, sure. you know, with, yeah. with, with the setting, I just saw it as mise en scene. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a dark and stormy night. Uh, I think we've all spent dark and stormy nights in our own homes where there's no threat of anything happening, but, you know, it's just, it's just atmosphere. Yeah. Right. Um, so I didn't actually expect any, you know, any monsters or any, any, um, any antagonists that would jump out at you. And I still found um, creeping through the house to be very effective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, cool. uh, and we already mentioned it, but the note that like, you're just like your sister, you leave all the lights on. I was like, yep. I loved it. I have left uh, every light great. on because this is such a creepy house. I have to leave every light on. First of all, also to know where I've you know, been, and also then so I'm not creeped out. It's, you know, it's a simulation. You don't, you know, you, you don't think about conserving energy or, you know, being green. You just go through the game. Yeah. You turn on the lights in each room and move on to the next room. So I thought that was a very, very funny uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge to the player. Yeah, I was very, I guess, smart but destructive in how I went through the house because they have everything set up in kind of ways that like, oh, this is placed here, this is set here. And so whenever I picked anything up, and I, if I wasn't going to put it in my inventory, I threw it on the ground. <laughs> because then if I went through the desk, I could easily find out, like, yeah, I picked everything up because anything that was on there that was worthwhile looking at is now on the floor. And so I went through it. Like, the house is already trashed, but I trashed it so much more. Oh, so I, 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 I was, threw everything. I was careful about placing a lot of stuff exactly where it used to be. Nope. <laughs> I'm, I mostly put things back, but when uh, reading Sam's diary entry where um, uh, mom and dad don't don't acknowledge her sexuality. I got into character and threw a cup across the room. <laughs> nice. That's, oh, awesome. that's fantastic. My favorite thing I did with the objects was I put in one of those punk cassettes, those mixtapes, and I thought it was terrible, so I took it out and threw it in the garbage. <laughs> oh, nice. not, not a fan it of the riot girl, really are we, Davey? Uh, no, 
<laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> no, 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 neither am I. I mean, I appreciate what it was doing from a, a yeah. um, sociopolitical standpoint, yeah. but I, I really don't like it as a music genre. <laughs> so this can come as no surprise to everybody. I didn't listen to the music in the game. Oh, oh really? Any of the uh, so, uh, like I said, my wife was sitting next to me watching, because like, I wanted her to be part of it as well. Because this is one, of, like, there's few games I like. You know what? My wife doesn't play them. She'll, but she'll enjoy this. And this is one of those like I thought she'd really enjoy, and she did. But because of that, if both of us are in a room, that means the baby has to be in a room. So uh, I put that first, like, cassette on, and it just, oh like, boy. blared across, and right oh, away the baby's face is like, no. And I'm like, yep, <laughs> not listening to any more music, because first of all, I didn't like that. And second of all, the baby didn't like that, so we can't so keep rolling with this. trash. No. <laughs> so had that, had that was the only time tape. I had to pick up every disc or cassette <laughs> to make sure that there wasn't an audio uh, related to it. So I had to put it in, oh. I pick it up, look at it, set it into the player, immediately press play, and then immediately stop it. So just in case there was something that was attached to it, I didn't want to miss it, but I didn't want to actually listen to the music. Play uber cautious. Yep, just in case, because there, there yes. might have been an audio diary. I, I couldn't miss it. Now, uh, speaking of audio diaries, how did everyone feel when you would get those notes for the first time did you think that this was all a journal or did you think it was letters i guess like what did you interpret the audio logs to be just narration for you the viewer or was it something that katie was privy to so i actually got this right in this regard you know like how you get to the end of the uh, game and that's where it's sitting that's where it's all we're all so i was right about that but yeah, I thought yep, yep. it was her note for her suicide. Again, okay. Fair so, enough. and I knew I'd find it at the end, and that would be kind of the summation of everything that you played through, but I, I thought it would be insofar as you found it right after she died. I will say the way that there's no um, like environmental conceit for coming across these audio logs kind of feels like a crutch. Like, it kind of feels like they're selling themselves short. Like, you find a couple of the pages uh, when you're exploring the basement. Yep. Obviously. And I just yep. thought, like, I would have been, I would have been fine finding all of those audio logs this way and like having them be uh, more diegetic. But uh, I, I kind of it's feel like they were game. underestimating themselves. Yeah, exactly. So, so I get what you're saying because there is so much personality in the handwriting, but I think with the actual audio logs, I think that is what makes Sam so much more of a character than everybody else. But they could keep the audio portion, but just have them activate when you find the actual pages instead of just activating based on like random objects. Uh, but then see, we'd have to ask why her diary pages are ripped up and all around the house. Yeah, I think that's almost so much worse. I like that so, it triggers off of an item that has an emotional response. For resonance, that. Yeah. yeah. I'm fine with it being a metaphor rather than actually finding the diary pages. I think it would be more, yeah, a little bit more video gamey if it was if it was that way. I would agree with you, Davey. So you I don't think freedom. she should have found the small scraps that had the actual words that you heard earlier. Okay. Mm. Okay. Because I did find well, that think, a little uh, weird. The creative, the, you think the creative liberties they took were were worth it in the end, though? Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. I, I think it... Oh, okay. it I, I, I hate I to say this, that. but it truly gave Sam a voice. Yeah, I, you're, you're not wrong. I actually thought, when, when you find the notes uh, in the basement that you'd read before... Um, it's in a different context. It's, you see, it's on the table where Sam and Lonnie are making their zine. 
So I kind of like that as, you know, it's their little, it's their little personal zine and here's what, what's included in the zine. And I thought that, that, um, that, that was a neat way to, to get that information across. And also that it's only in, in quick phrases, like she thought of something really clever or interesting. So she made a note of it to then mm-hmm. have in her journal later. It all, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Mm. It shows credence to the, the theory that you're going to find the journal at the end. Yeah. Because totally. it was her coming up with ideas. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a journal, and that was the moment when I went, oh yeah, totally. I've heard that. So cool. Uh, and with going on with the writing, how about all the uh, Captain Allegra stuff? So I really, I really screwed up with that, because the first one I found was when she was a kid, in like second grade. I, so I, I think that is the first one that you find. Okay. I, I chose not to read it, because I was like, it's a two-year-old, or a, not two-year-old, oh. a person in second grade. And so but, I got to the second one, I was like, well, I didn't read the first one. And so I skipped like two or three of them, but I read the important one where her first mate turns into a girl. Yes. So at least I got the most important one. But yeah, that uh, I wish I had read those. So you didn't read the one in the in her bedroom? I picked it up and then I set it down. Interesting, because I think that one would have supported your idea that someone's going to die <laughs> a lot more. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh. But, I think that that would have been great for you. That's that's because I can't remember what I can't remember what was in that one. The one there is the ghost. They're ghost hunting, and it's the it's supposed to be like the the president or something. Not the president, but it's some commander in chief type individual. And the first mate is holding on. They have one of like straight out of mythology and the labyrinth. They have a uh, unbreakable twine kind of thing. To know their way out, and it, it's in the closet under something, okay. in a shoebox or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's really oddly tucked. And first mate, you know, they're trying to distract this uh, ghost so that they can get—I forget what they're supposed to be getting at. I don't think it's. Oh, I did read it. Yeah, and then it's the treasure. First, yeah, and the first mate says, "You know, I'll distract it. Don't worry, I'm going to be fine." And runs off, but of course, the ghost follows her far too easily, mm-hmm. and. You hear her scream in the distance, and then the line goes slack. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I overall, I, I, I thought her, I get professional writing that she did, Sam was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, that one Captain Lighter story that I did read was really well written. The menstrual cycle, a novella. It's so funny. So <laughs> amazing. So fantastic. Like I, just laughing, and I was like, first of all, well written. Like really cool structure to that story, but also just hilarious. Like that that was awesome. And then I liked the idea. So at the end of it, there's in red letters, "See me" from the teacher. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, like she's actually gonna get in trouble for this. And then I found a couple other things where they like two uh, Sam and uh, Lonnie actually were getting in trouble for something. I was like, really? Come on, like it's well written. And then you later find out, hey, she actually wanted to give her a scholar, like push her in the direction of getting a scholarship for college. And I was like, oh, that's, yeah, going that, to that that's summer really program cool. for yeah. writing. Especially considering that she's doing poorly in other classes. Yeah. Because she doesn't care about them. And so this teacher's like, mm. this is your thi- thing. Please do this. Go to the summer school and get him to read. Yeah. So I, I thought I, I really liked those stories, which I'm typically not a fan of having to read things in games. Yeah. The first interesting one. thing. Sorry, mm. go ahead, Robert. Uh, the very first Captain Allegra story, um, it's kind of uh, an allegory for the ending. Uh, Josh, uh, since you didn't read it, it's about um, 
uh, Captain Allegra is searching for heaven at the end of the world, and she's being pursued by this evil pirate captain who's mm-hmm. trying to stop her from getting there. And, and um, they end up foiling him, and uh, Allegra and her first mate escape to the heaven at the end of the world. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, and there's, there's of, a lot of foreshadowing yeah. in a lot of different things. It seems like in those Captain Allegra stories, they definitely did it. Wow. Mm. Interesting. Gabby, you were going to say something? Yeah, I spaced out for like half a second. I was trying to remember what it was. <laughs> I apologize. I just put you on the spot. I'm an horrible person. Uh, Oh, a little bit. Oh, no. I was going to (laughs) say, it's really interesting how this form of storytelling, without uh, actually being strictly prose, how, like, it uses prose as, like, a a part of the overall structure. Um, Yeah. Like, that, like, that's something specific. Like, in in this formula of storytelling that they've made, like, that's, that's a unique thing. Like, I can't think of another medium that's like, oh, look at this type of medium within it to get the whole story. Sure. It, it's, it's, it's like you have with just the regular walking around, you get the outline, the sketch of everything. And that's yeah. the nice shading. Yeah. Totally. The, uh, the, the use of prose really resonated with me because when I was um, a little bit younger mm-hmm. than Sam, maybe about 15 or 16, I was big into creative writing. And mm-hmm. I was um, always getting in trouble at school for um, writing stories when I wasn't supposed to or making little little um, self-published publications and stuff like that. So, I mean, the, the you know, Sam's little stories popping up here and there. Um, yeah, that, that kind of reminded me of when I was about that age and it really had an effect on me. You know, until just this second, I never thought about that as a parallel to her father. Yeah, absolutely. And also the, her grandfather. Like, and the grandfather because of, yeah. Like an idiot. <laughs> or no. the, uh, the oh, principal yeah. as well. The principal? What did I miss? Uh, you don't, you don't think so? The, um, uh, what, are, are we talking about the pirate captain or? Oh, no, no. I think I was are you talking the about idea of just like the idea that oh, she's the a writing. writer in yeah. general in terms okay. of. Okay. Yeah. Cause her, their dad's like a oh, PhD of yeah, English or something. Yeah. Well, the grandpa is. Yeah. Grandpa. And their dad, so their dad just writes the uh, like low tier sci fi novels. Yeah. 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 Ooh, he he, he can't live up to his dad's his uh, dad's legacy. Yeah. That letter from the father, perfect. Oh, yeah, what a so prick! Good. What a dick move. There's a couple of them. Yeah, there were. How that recontextualizes um, Harry, uh, the father, him being so hard on himself, yeah. you know, his yeah. idea, yeah. his idea board with, um, you can do better written on it. And yeah. then you find the letter from his dad it saying says, you can do better. Yeah. It's like, oh man. Yeah. Poor guy. It definitely did not help whatever emotional state that dad was in. Mm. Yeah. That's why he had to move to the garden that symbolizes him coming out from under his father's shadow. So I, again, one of those things I wish they would have done kind of like I, that twisted ending that I had, Hey, Sam dies, but Bonnie comes back. I kind of wished, hey, Sam left, not going to contact you guys. I wish the dads, because he was, he was like, this sparked a bunch of new ideas, and he was writing another book. I wish we could have seen notes for that, and it was actually showing them being accepting. It's so like him starting to be more accepting of his daughter. And that's so why you wanted he was, more closure with the parents. I wanted, I guess I'm just, uh, well, I wanted the punishment of like he learned, because he was talking about like how he finally put himself in it, but also made it relatable. Like He found what his dad was saying to him. And at that same time, while getting past that baggage with his dad and being able to accept him of that, he was able to be more accepting of his daughter, and it was really his daughter that made him be able to be successful again. I think there's kind of a hint of that. Whereas, you know, the so he's he wrote two books about going back in time to save JFK, right? And then the third book that he's writing <laughs> for Alter Dimension, 
Titans is to save himself. To save himself. I think that's to, I don't know, to go back and not make mistakes. Don't maybe, do it Maybe better. it's a metaphor for that. See, and I, I, I wanted it to be that for his daughter. I think it was just him not making mistakes with the book and possibly his wife. Mm, and I, 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 it, It's like at the same time that you find out that they're on the retreat. And mm. so I was like, hey, I'm going to go back and save myself by going on this retreat. Yeah, I think, well, the parents don't really know about well, Sam right now, do they? Well, no, they do not know that she left. That's, but that, that's the thing, is that I don't think there's in his head as a character he has anything to fix yet there because she's gonna grow to him it's just like yes she's gonna grow out of it and even if his opinions are changing it's i have time because she's at home i gotta deal with this other thing first that's fair that's absolutely fair because that's the other thing we don't we don't get the answer for is you know sam goes away with lonnie and there's this very romantic wonderful idea of it you know they're gonna figure it out but then there's that other side i know (laughs) but then there's that other side of well, what the hell are the parents going to do? Better question is, what do you as Katie do <laughs> at that point when you get to the end of the game? Well, you don't have a cell phone. It's 95, so like, you just kind of got to sit there and go, oh, God. She comes and home. That's she when finds Katie out. hung her, herself in the attic. Exactly. <laughs> there we go. There's my closure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, though, she finds out that her parents have a screwed up marriage. Mom tried to cheat. Like... They're gone trying to fix this. They didn't accept your sister, who obviously they're very, like, Katie and Sam are super close. Sam's left and probably won't talk to you for a very long time. It's like, you came back from this wonderful trip and everything is just screwed up. Dad's carrying baggage about Uncle Oscar, I do believe. Yeah, so I did not catch, what, what's the deal with Oscar beyond him being psycho? I, I, uh, well, he he wasn't exactly psycho, was he? Did you find the obituary? He was still a well-loved of the member of the community yeah. who just passed away yep. uh, at home. He was psycho because he was a recluse who lived in this big house all alone. Yeah. So oh. people would make up stories in the neighborhood. Okay. But I, there's a reason that he was a recluse. That I missed. Uh, I I well, remember it. Was it in the safe? Because I couldn't open what? that last safe. Okay, that could be part of it. Uh, there's a lot of morphine in the safe. A uh, little uh, morphine uh, serrets. And... Um, in one of the hidden rooms, you'll see that he's been measuring Dad Terry's height up to the age of 12 mm-hmm. in 1963 at Thanksgiving, which coincidentally is when Kennedy was assassinated. Uh, and then we find a letter from Oscar to his sister, Terry's mother, saying that he apologizes for the transgression and that he, he won't beg forgiveness, uh, but he understands if she'll never want to speak to him again. So, hidden room, taking a kid's measurements, morphine, there's a toy. I'm thinking That's, that Terry got molested. Yeah. And that, yeah, that makes sense. Oscar was trying to atone. Uh, so I, that's why he left everything this, to yeah. Terry. Yeah, those measurements are a lot this, creepier now. letter, jeez. Yeah, so I, I opened everything except for the safe and then the dad's uh, cabinet. His work cabinet. Okay. Yeah. There's a letter in there. There's, there's a letter from Oscar that says that Terry's always welcome at the house, but he understands if he doesn't want to come, and then the bottom is ripped off. Do you ever Yikes. find that bottom? No. Okay. And that, that yeah, and will is so the... much clever subtlety and that, yeah. that I feel like the rest of the game is really lacking. Yeah, and so... you'll notice that in, his, in Terry's study in this house where these things happened, he's got writer's block, and there's it looks like he's turned to alcohol. There's, you know, yeah, there's yep, hidden whiskey yeah. bottles. 
So he's having a difficult time coming to terms with what happened to him. It also and makes he lost away the will where it was bequeathed to him. Like it's yeah, it makes that's why he's so so obsessed with the Kennedy assassination and going back in time to 1963 to prevent right. something bad that happened. And that makes more sense why he'd go back to save himself. Hmm. Certainly. Uh, yeah, I had missed that. I had saw the measurements, which I thought was creepy that they did down there. But I was like, eh, yeah. well, that maybe he just grew up in that house and he's coming back to like the family house. But yeah, that takes a much darker turn. Wow. Yeah, I thought the measurements were quite innocent at first, and then you know I found the letter and the safe full of morphine syrettes and went, oh. Yeah. And that and that letter was that where the with the safe or was that's that... inside the safe with the morphine? Oh, of course. And the, the code of the safe is 1963, the year that it all went bad. No way. Is uh is that written down anywhere, or did you just figure that out? Uh, yeah, it's I've... in that room. Yeah, I it's, need it's to a last there's, date. there's another note as well. If you didn't, if you didn't figure it out from the from the um, calendar on the wall or the picture, there's a, a sticky note when you open a mm. secret passage. But so I, this is this is exactly why don't play. The game the day before or the night before. <laughs> See, and I actually I purposely played it the night before because I wanted. I knew this was going to be an emotional game, and I wanted to be on that emotional high. Whatever it was, whether I liked it or disliked it, I wanted to still be on that emotional high going into the podcast. Sure. I mean, that was my logic, but I missed things, Josh. <laughs> I missed things. Yeah, but and so yeah, I do. I do feel that's like that's fine. the like the pinnacle of the storytelling in this game too. That's too bad. <laughs> I I think that some quite makes, taboo territory for the medium, right? Yeah, and I think that's exactly what where this game truly, truly shines is you see little hints of things, and you usually look at it as like, oh, it's this, and then you dig a little deeper and you find something, and your whole mindset of how you're looking at it shifts. I think the the height chart is like a perfect example of that, because it could be very innocent, yeah. like that you have those in households growing up, and you have that initial reaction like, oh, it must be this because kids grow up and we want to measure it, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh. This is no longer it's okay. It's, it's an in, it's an invisible clue. Yeah, and there's a lot of that. Yeah. The the house yeah. is sprinkled with that. Um, and I, I liked that. I felt like, and I, I think you're supposed to feel like this, but you kind of feel like a detective. And you're trying to yeah. That's why I kind of wonder why they didn't, didn't go with a detective story with this kind of storytelling. You know, it wouldn't have been as personal. Yeah, I, I think ultimately could, that's... you could make a personal detective story. I would really love to see one, don't get yeah. me wrong. But in this instance, I don't know if that would be... I think that might be detrimental. And I think ultimately, Davey, that's your main issue you have with it. I think you wanted something more. It's just the genre. Yeah. yeah. It's Honestly, it's probably just my taste in the genre that, that turns me off so much. And I, I actually liked that it was on that personal level. I liked that it was your family. And then... That it was teenagers. I yeah. think teenagers bothered you a little bit, Debbie. I just love your notes. Ugh, teenage Man. melodrama. You, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, read me like a book. Good job, Chris. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm sorry. You wrote it. It's easy. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. I, the, the teenage angle really worked on me. I mean, the, the love letters exchanged between Sam and Lonnie, they, they reminded me of the sort of teenage love letters that, that I exchanged when I was that age. Yep. You know, they're uh, a little bit salacious and um all head up and overexcited and ultimately yeah you know it's not going to last but it feels like everything in the world at the time and i felt like they really did a convincing job of capturing that you know they absolutely um, nailed that what's the word overflowing hormones yeah 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 and um pure naive romanticism yeah. mm -hmm. did yeah. did you say you've played sybil yet uh, who me 
Um, I no, I've I've read I've read about Sybil. I don't know all the twists, but I haven't played it yet. Yeah, those are so oh, Sybil uh, and I Emily. I, just, I I know the um yeah the um the plot, but well, not I don't know any of the details of the plot. I just know what the setup is. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Sybil and I, Emily I is a way where the next games I wanted to play already, and again playing Gone Home like pushed that up on my priority list. Man, for me. Sybil like was my teenage years like that's that's how I went through dating and that's how I grew up and like that was my coming of age story and like beyond that like the the way that game uses the first person perspective and like Nina Freeman's story I feel like is really really deeply affecting because it's so one-to-one I expect that I'll find a lot to like about Sybil I I, I, the idea of it sounds very familiar to me as well I'm just so happy that there's so Um, much to go to now for me after playing gun home oh yeah there's everyone's gone to the rapture from this last year there's again firewatch and what next week oh it's gonna be so good <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> uh that dragon cancer i really need to play um just... did you ever play to the moon that we're we're gonna be doing next no i did not and oh I, would, boy. I know i've i've also ugh. see i'm catching up i'm catching up making up for lost time good man <laughs> trying to rectify the wrongs that have been committed <laughs> no to the yeah. moon i've heard fantastic things about but i have not touched yeah and so i think that's a good way to wrap this up um like we said we're, this is an indie month for us uh we, we just covered gone home um after this we are going to to the moon we're trying to have kind of same feeling type games i guess just, mm-hmm. uh, that's really poorly phrased uh. <laughs> just different different ways to explore narratives like yeah. they're they're all really individualistic in that way yeah, yeah. um but yeah so we're moving on to to the moon um after that <laughs> we have uh juniper's not which i have zero idea about but that was davy's idea so if you guys don't like it blame it on him so it's, <laughs> it's a short, short kinetic visual novel yeah yay oh, actually sounds really cool so so no gameplay then will the Correct. story stack Absolutely. up <laughs> I think it should be in a different medium. Visual novels, right? It's, uh, I think it's just a really good uh, first, yeah, visual novel for babbies. Um, <laughs> but no, it's it's just a good way to sell like the ways artwork and audio can really enhance uh, prose. Awesome. Yeah, I, I think all three games this uh, month are really good. I think it's also if you are not used to that type of game, it pushes you outside of your comfort bo- uh, comfort zone, but also mm-hmm. are safe games that are probably some of the better games in that. I don't know about Juniper's Not, but I'd say for To the Moon and also Gone Home, they are well-respected games, if nothing else. We are yeah. going to be playing in it, like, as we saw yeah. with... Uh, for Chris, I'm going to so, speak for you, but it's definitely got yeah. the direction. Kind of nice timing Man. to get through that as yeah, and it's coming up. Yeah, and I, I always wanted Marcos to. Marcos is going to have a good, good time splicing some MP3s yeah. from awesome. that. Awesome. Awesome. So, so in that so regard, good. as oh, we're so talking good. about what we're going to do in the future... so <laughs> so but yeah so that is going to do it for this podcast on gone home we'd love for you guys to jump on the boards at rpgfan.com and we'd love to hear your experiences with the game what you thought whether or not the storytelling worked for you or not you can always send your emails to retro at rpgfan.com last but not least please go into itunes give us those five star reviews put some comments in some good thoughts we'd love to read them we'd love to see them it really helps out the podcast yep. Flip the switch in the on position, turn the knob up to 11, and leave the lights on when you leave the, the, the door. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And on that Click wonderful the note, subscribe and bring on my face. <laughs> that is going to do it for us at Retro Encounter. Thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Beautiful.